0: Hello, hello, hello. Hey, it's almost time for Financial Flex. I'm waiting for Brian to get here. Hey Walter, if you just got here on Financial Flex, please send this live to 10 people. Thank you. Um, I got them from my sister's company. So, hey Brian. KJ, hey come on in. If you just got here, send this live to five people. Hello, hello. I'm waiting for our guests to join us. Yes. Put the hearts at the bottom. If you just got here, send this live to 10 people. Hey, Unika. So let me see, let me. I just sent the request, so we'll see. Hey. Hello.
1: Hello, hello. How are
0: you? How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm blessed. No complaints.
1: Man, I'm good as well. I've been here and I forgot. I'm like, oh, I got a request to be in there. Oh, (laughs) no, no. Hey,
0: Anika. I was just making sure, so I just added you. And people usually request, so I just wanted to make sure I got you in here. If you just got here to Financial Flex, send us live to 10 people, please. 10 of your closest friends and I will do the same.
1: Let me send it up.
0: I hope you're ready. We got we got questions for you today.
1: Hey, I'm ready. I'm definitely ready. Make sure.
0: All right, I'm sending it to any and everybody. Okay. Welcome, welcome to Financial Flex.
1: I got a new podcast mic and I do not know how to use it. I'm trying to like Oh, you're fancy, <laughs> fancy. It's okay though. All
0: right, we'll give it one more minute for people to get in here and then we'll go ahead and get started. How was your mm-hmm. Thursday? Today's Thursday.
1: Today's been pretty cool. Uh nothing too crazy. Just really just sitting back knocking out some work. How about you?
0: Uh been pretty I mean it's been pretty small, you know, usual work day. Nothing too too crazy.
1: Are you working from home or are you going back? Yeah, actually, office?
0: I still actually have a nine to five. So okay. um, I've been fortunate enough to be able to work from home since March, February.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I really don't need to go back to the office. I work in healthcare, so okay,
1: uh, yeah,
0: healthcare, healthcare finance. So luckily. You know i've been able to keep my job th- through this entire time mm-hmm. welcome to financial flex if you just got here send this live to 10 people we're going to be talking about um, rental cars real estate we'll ask them about tax related questions let's go be sure to press the hearts at the bottom of your screen too and we're going to go ahead and get started hey stasia All right, we're gonna go ahead and get started. This is the 14th episode of Financial Flex. I have Brian Robinson here. I'll I'll give him an opportunity to be able to introduce himself. If this is your first time here, somebody said rental cars, yeah, let's get it. If this is your first time here, thank you for coming to Financial Flex. I'm curious to know how you heard about Financial Flex if this is your first episode. Be sure to let me know in the comment box below. If you've been here before, thank you for rocking with me. Hey, Keon, what's good? Um, so yeah, today we have Brian Robinson here. He is a CPA by background. He has sixteen rental cars, a part of his rental car business, and he's also a real estate investor. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are located, and all of that good stuff.
1: Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, super Definitely. excited to be here, and I hope that people get some value out of this episode. Um, so for those that don't know me, as mentioned, you know, my name is Brian Robinson. I'm a CPA by trade. Um, but I also work heavily in a couple of different areas. So I started my career in audit as a auditor for one of the big four accounting firms. And then I transitioned over to a commercial real estate role as a financial analyst. Mm-hmm. But because of the pandemic, unfortunately, I was laid off as my job was mainly um Investing in hotels, so they had to close all of their hotels, which greatly impacted their business. Um, But I wasn't really too worried, honestly, because, you know, the couple of years prior, I really worked hard to make sure I had several streams of income. So um, a house hack. So I have a a three unit building in Chicago and um, I just recently closed on another two unit building with my girlfriend. Uh, So we're renovating that one now. And I also invest very heavily in the rental car business. Um, I actually have seventeen rental cars because we picked ooh, ooh. one up about three or four weeks ago. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I love personal finance, um, and I really feel like this is what I was called to do. I always love math and everything like that. And yeah, I'm in Chicago. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. Much that's it. good. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm actually, if you don't know, I'm
0: actually in Ohio. So I've been in Chicago okay. quite a few times. It's definitely an easy drive for me there. Thank you all for joining us. If you just got here, feel free to send this live to someone that you know. We are talking about rental cars, real estate, and taxes. He is, Brian, our guest here is a CPA by background. If you do have questions, please put the questions in the question box below, um, because we may miss them in the comment section. So if this is your first time at Financial Flex, Financial Flex is an opportunity for me to have conversations with entrepreneurs, business owners, and careerists. And they're able to flex a little bit and talk about their financial success with hopes to kind of inspire the audience so they can become their own personal finance goals. So I'm going to go ahead and get into, right into the questions, but just so we know who you are, what are three words that, how would you define yourself in three words?
1: In Three words, probably ambitious, dedicated, and this is more like a phrase, a servant leader.
0: Yes. I love it. I love it. So that is awesome. I think that the way that you describe yourself is very similar to a lot of people that I have on Financial Flex that are doing that uh, very, very well. And I know you talk a lot about millionaire mindset and those things, um, sure. but I appreciate you being transparent and letting us know that you did get laid off, but luckily you do have multiple uh, streams of income. So tell the people why it's important to have multiple streams of income. Cause I'd be trying to tell them, but I don't think they listen all the time.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's just having, you know, one stream of income in the form of a job is really the riskiest thing you can do. Although it may seem like very secure, it's like you can really be let go at any time. Uh,
0: exactly. It,
1: like no one saw a pandemic <laughs> coming. Like the economy was doing great. You know, stock market was way up. Um, and I think the even the job outlook was really good as well. And then mm-hmm. the pandemic came out of nowhere and a lot of people's world was turned upside down. Um, and you never just want to be in a position where you truly don't have control over your destiny, especially your financial destiny, because it can go downhill very, very quickly. So that's why it's just super, super important to really hedge your risk by, you know, even if you don't want to be an entrepreneur, just make sure you're investing and you have you know, some other income coming in because you just can't really rely on putting your eggs in one basket.
0: Definitely. Someone said life is unpredictable. Stay ready and you never have to get ready. I think, it's very, I think having one source of income is truly a liability. You just never want to depend on that one thing to determine how you're going to pay your bills, how you're going to live your life. Yep. If you have multiple streams of income, press the heart button below. Just so we know, we're here to inspire people. We're here to tell people to turn your passion into profit. So in your opinion, could you talk about being a business owner a little bit? In your opinion, do you feel like everyone should be a business owner?
1: Not necessarily a business owner. Um, I think it takes a certain type of person to do so. But everyone has to invest. Like Everyone has to own. Like Ownership is really non-negotiable at this point, especially in our particular community. Because, And nine times out of ten, we don't own our communities. So the impact that we have there has been severely stricken because we don't mm-hmm. really have – we're not in control. Um, and when other communities are in control, they're not going to put as much work in as – they would do for their own communities it's kind of like they want to get in you know get a dollar and take that back to their community so it's really up to us to take ownership on ourselves to really really bring back you know some sustenance to our communities
0: exactly i agree if you're not a business owner in the comment section and you don't mind sharing because i'm just curious to know why have you taken that taken that step to maybe be a business owner Um, Do you currently offer a service that is just not a business right now? I'm curious to know if you're not a business owner in the comment section, let us know why. I know you recently are recently seen a post by you in regards to um, being a business owner is the real cheat code. Do you want to talk a little bit about that with your CPA background?
1: Yeah. So um, for those that don't know, you know, in regards to the tax code, it was literally written first and foremost to spur economic growth. And what I mean by that, it incentivizes individuals who have the entrepreneur spirit to create jobs and opportunities for other individuals as well as, uh, spur, like I mentioned, you know, spur economic growth by way of commerce. So that's why it's written in a way to reward business owners and investors while everyone else kind of gets the short end of the stick. Uh, Mm -hmm. So when you're a business owner, you can write off, you know, so many things and even a lot of your personal expenses, they become business expenses and can be deductible as well. Uh, So that's why, you know, being a business owner is really the cheat code because one, you know, as an asset class or, uh, yeah, as an asset class, you know, business has the highest potential for returns. Um, although it's one of the toughest to actually grow and maintain, but Mm -hmm. the rewards are like tremendous. You know, when you think about the richest people in the world, they all are business owners in some way, shape, form, or fashion as well as investors. So it's really like follow the blueprint at that point. Um, but yeah, you just get so many tax advantages as by being a business owner versus being a nine to five earner where your tax advantages are very, very limited.
0: And, you know, just because there are different, there are tax benefits for those that own a business, I'm always trying to, like, inspire people. Like, so why don't you own a business? Because I think a lot of people do offer a service. I think they just have to get over that fear of, like, actually having to manage and own something um, and feeling like you have to constantly produce a certain amount of revenue every month. So I think it's a fear for a lot of people, especially people within our community. Um, so they put their faith into a nine to five and a job, but I don't, I don't know if you would agree, but I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I'm correct by saying that getting a hundred K as an employee and getting a hundred K as a business owner is two different things. Correct.
1: Definitely. Totally different. Like as an employee, that's going to get eaten up by taxes super quickly. Whereas a business owner, like you're going to see that hundred K first and foremost. And then, you know, you're just going to deduct all your expenses from it. And that's going to be what you're taxed on. Uh, so that's what's, that's another thing that's super dope. just right? about being a business owner because your money doesn't get touched until you decide to pay taxes. It's not like the government is just going to take it right out from every deal that you do.
0: Exactly. Exactly. In the comment section, I'm curious to know, would you rather have a hundred K as an employee or a hundred K as a business owner? And I hope you say the right thing. <laughs> I'm sure you wanna keep most of, your, uh, most of your money. Service and software is the new world. That's what someone said below. Again, if you have questions, um, we'll, be, we'll be talking about the rental car business very, very soon, I have questions here, but feel free to put those in the comment box below. Um, so we talked a little bit about, about taxes, so I do have to ask you, what are your thoughts about Trump 45, whatever you wanna call it, paying only $750 in taxes?
1: Well, uh, first and foremost, I haven't seen his tax return, so I don't know if it was fraud or anything like that. But in most cases, it's just going to be him leveraging his CPA to pay the least amount of taxes because he owns a ton of different businesses. Um, and I know just from my CPA background, when you're taking a large, substantial loss on your taxes, you can write that off for a very, very long time. Um, so he pro- that's probably what happened in most cases, but... I don't really know because I haven't seen his tax return, so I can't even really say it's facts.
0: For sure, for sure. And what would you say about somebody who wants to get a CPA, but they feel like it's too expensive and they're used to using TurboTax? What would be your recommendation for them to find an affordable option?
1: Yes, yeah, so I think for the average individual who maybe just has a nine to five, like TurboTax or any of those free tax providers are, they're fine because they're probably just going to have a really, really basic return. But when mm-hmm. it comes to being a business owner or even just investing, like you really, really want to have a CPA that's knowledgeable in whatever specific discipline that you've been practicing. Uh, you know, if you've been in real estate, you want to find a CPA that specializes in real estate. You know, if you're in e-commerce, you want to find a CPA who deals with that mm-hmm. because a lot of people think, you know, a CPA is like... Sp- A really broad uh thing and they can be very applicable to each individual business but you really want to find someone who specializes because they're going to be able to give you the most tax breaks because they're going to be familiar with it um so that's typically what i recommend but you can also have an ea as well which is an enrolled agent which is Mm -hmm. not a cpa but they're they're literally licensed with the irs to be able to do taxes um But again, you want someone that has experience in the field that you're working in.
0: No, I completely agree. I will say um, I started my first business last year and I got a CPA. I did receive the biggest refund that I've ever received. So, you know, at this point, I'm using a CPA
1: moving forward. Yeah, you always get a return on your money. That's what's dope about it. It's like anytime you pay a professional, they're supposed to either make you or save you more money than you invested. So you're always supposed to get a return on your money.
0: What are the benefits of adding your child as an employee of your business?
1: Yeah, so with that, that's hey. that's a great benefit. What's up, Julia? What's up, uh, Devana? So the benefits of that is you get to duck, I believe, twelve grand a year just by doing so, because uh, you, cause basically you're going to spend twelve grand on your kid each year, easily probably, especially you know as they get older. So why not put them on payroll? Give them this money for doing X, Y, and Z, and now not only um, will your kid have the money, you'll be able to deduct that. So it's basically like you just, you basically just broke even, or you got to give your kid money basically for free. Um, so that's really the benefit to it. So yeah, I would definitely recommend you have kids like set your business up the right way so you can have them on payroll. And that, is that a, is
0: that a
1: certain age? I think they have to be at least, I think it's 11. Um, Don't quote me on that. I'm not 100%, but it is a specific age.
0: Okay. And then someone asked, should I have a different CPA for each of my businesses based on their
1: expertise? I would try to find someone who has that knowledge of each individual industry. Um, But if you're like, you got like seven different industries you may. Um, (laughs) because I know some very wealthy people who, they have two CPAs, so they make sure, you know, that Um, their numbers are... A one across the board.
0: <laughs> That's good to know. And are you currently accepting clients as a CPA?
1: So I don't. Um, not right now. Mm-hmm. I've really just been focused on my own investments um, and really just getting in a comfortable position as an entrepreneur to continue grow that, grow my businesses. But it's coming in the future. I was literally just talking to my accountability coach um, about that, that and that service.
0: Right on. Right on. And then. Um, In regards to taxes, top three taxes that a business owner should be mindful of that they can write off?
1: Business owners, you really just want to look at anything that's ordinary and necessary in your business. So that is so open-ended that you can pretty much write off, you know, all of your everyday things. Um, So it's really just that. It's really not even a a top three. It's really just Mm -hmm. making sure everything that's ordinary and necessary it's set up in a way that you can deduct it. You make sure, you know, you're not mixing your business and personal accounts because you don't want to pierce the corporate veil as well if you have an LLC, which essentially means that, you know, if you're dabbling and dabbling between your personal account and your business account, if someone tries to sue you and they can prove that you've been doing that, Mm -hmm. you now will lose that limited liability protection that LLCs offer. So you really want to make sure that every single expense that you have as a business owner, it's coming out of your business account. Um, So you really want to take advantage of that. But outside of that, uh, if we did want to name a couple of them that a lot of people miss out on us, make sure if you're working from home, especially now, since many people are, make sure you take advantage of the home office deduction. Um, Make sure, you know, if you're doing a lot of your driving for business purposes, make sure you're doing mileage and, if you have like a SEP IRA uh, which, or something along the story, make sure you're throwing a lot of money in there to take advantage of the deduction associated with that, which is way more than having a 401k in terms of the limits that you can contribute each year.
0: Nice, nice. Brian's over here dropping gems. Uh, press the heart button at the bottom to show him some love. I think they they said, where are you located? Chicago.
1: Yeah, I'm Chicago. Police-
0: Felicia said I need a Houston CPA. I just want to let you know, Felicia, my CPA is actually in California, so I don't think you necessarily have to have one in the same state or city as you, but that's just me. I don't know if yeah. you feel like you need to meet with them hands-on or anything.
1: Nope. Yep. So it really depends on the consumer, but ultimately, you can have a CPA anywhere. My CPA is in New York, so I don't even yeah. do my own taxes anymore because so I, I just got too much.
0: Too, too much, much going too, on. Too many, many too, much.
1: too many streams. <laughs> too many going
0: on. Too much. <laughs> okay. So, all right. Let me check this question box before I move on to some of the next questions. So we won't, they might be tax related. All right. Um, Where and how can I gain in-depth knowledge on personal and business taxation?
1: Can I say that again? I was reading the comments.
0: (laughs) No, you're fine. How can I gain in-depth knowledge on personal and business taxation?
1: Yeah. So... The course that I recommend, missing uh, my bio, it's the blueprint to living tax free. Um, mm-hmm. So I partner with another CPA of mine, or CPA that I know very personally. His name is Carter Cofield, and he's an uh, expert. Uh, yeah. So honestly, I would recommend just grabbing that course. But outside of that, you can read tax books um, and read business books in general. I know the Rich Dad series. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki, he has like a book on taxes specifically. And then it's a book like 101 tax deductions or something like that. Um, Mm -hmm. So you really just got to pay for the knowledge, whether that's by books, whether that's by courses, just find that knowledge. Um, And then if you hire a CPA, just make sure you're asking the right questions. Make sure you're actually breaking down, you know, the deductions that you're getting and why you're getting them so you can continually grow in that area.
0: Perfect. Perfect. And then someone also asked, what's the difference between, you hear me? yeah okay what's the difference between a cpa and a tax
1: lawyer well a cpa is not a lawyer (laughs) um so a tax lawyer would just really represent you in front of the irs but a cpa can do the same um so i'm not really sure like i know some cpas that are they have their juris doctorate as well Mm -hmm. but Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think you would just need a business lawyer and a CPA, not necessarily. Well, they can be the same person, too, if they have the CPA background. Um, But I don't necessarily know why you would need a tax lawyer.
0: Got it. Got it. Uh, Liana said TurboTax ain't it. She says she needs a CPA. Um, Again, if you just joined us, feel free to send this live to 10 people. This is the 14th episode of Financial Flex. We're talking about taxes. Brian Robinson is here. He's a CPA by background. And we're also about to start talking about his rental car business because I have so many questions pertaining to that. So I'll first ask, where, how did it start? How did the car rental business start? Where did you get this idea from? Tell us, tell us initially how it all started.
1: Yeah, so actually I was trying to purchase my first building. Um, so I was saving up for that. And I had this whole year-long plan to save so I can reach my target goal. So I was looking uh, on the market for about six months, and originally I wanted a turnkey property, so I wanted something that was completely renovated. I was kind of afraid of the renovation process, so I was kind of take the easy way out. But Chicago's multifamily market was on fire; like everything was super, super high. So I'm like, I'm not gonna pay these prices. So I was kind of forced to take a better route and, you know, do the renovation and kind of face those fears. So um, I took a break and. I, my friend was telling me about this car rental business and I had heard about it for maybe like a year. So I decided to just do that to get some extra income. Cause at mm-hmm. the time I was in busy season for my, my job as a big four auditor. And for those who don't know the big four audit, uh, those busy seasons are crazy. I'm talking,
0: yeah, uh,
1: I was doing like 70 hour weeks. It was ridiculous. So I was never using my car. So I literally walk across the street for the bus to get to work and then they pay for the Uber's back. So I'm like, I'm paying $385 a month plus insurance. Mm -hmm. Like I have to find a way to make this car make money. So I threw my personal vehicle on there initially. And my first rental was like a 36 day rental. I literally just had the, um, he met me. He, I gave him the keys, confirmed his ID and he rented it for 36 days and I made like $1,100. And it was just wow. crazy to me because that was my first taste at passive income. And I'm like, you hear about passive income, but when you experience it for the first time, it's like making money in your sleep, it's way different. So I kind of got hooked. I bought another car uh, with a partner three weeks later, and then I kind of just took it from there. Um, and I used that income to buy my first building.
0: And remind me again, when did you get your first car? Because you now have 17. So when when did you get the first one?
1: This was, well, I bought my first one uh, in college. But originally, obviously, it was my personal vehicle. So the second one I bought in August of 2018.
0: 2018. Okay. Yeah. People got questions rolling in. Did you use commercial vehicle insurance to rent out your car?
1: So originally, no. I used my personal insurance. And for those who don't know, for your personal insurance, you could actually tell them um you can tell your insurance company that you're going to be doing ride sharing in it and then it'll be a little bit more expensive i didn't tell them um i kind of just did it and relied on the insurance that the actual platform has so i didn't have you know too many issues there but um now since i do have a fleet we do have commercial insurance
0: got it got it and how much is it to put a kill switch on a car
1: so the cost is going to depend on what type of kill switch that you get. You know, if you get one just with a kill switch, or if you get one with both a kill switch as well as GPS, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. I usually pay about 120 for my GPS slash kill switch devices. Um, and then I pay 60 to have them installed. But the installation is going to vary depending on where you go as well.
0: And which renting service do you would you recommend How do you utilize?
1: I use Hirecar. Um... But a lot of people use Turo. I think both are good. It really just depends on you know what you prefer best. Because Hire Car is going to be more suited towards individuals that do Uber and Lyft. So if you want like that long term rental, you want you know people to be incentivized to rent your car, then I would say go Hire Car. But Turo is going to be more suited for people who just are on vacation or they just want it for leisure. Um, I don't know too many people that actually use that for like Uber and Lyft purposes. So I I think that higher car has a higher potential volume, but people do well with Toro as well. So it really just depends.
0: Got it. And is there when you're looking for a new car to kinda of add to add towards your fleet, is it a certain model or year that you recommend starting? It, with?
1: So it really depends. Um first and foremost you wanna look at whether you're going um Turo or hire car because, you know, if you're going higher car, you got to look at the Uber and Lyft standards. So Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft is going to say that your car can't be older than 15 years. I'm yeah. not sure what the requirements are for Turo because uh, I don't use it. But for hire car, you know, it can not be older than a 2005 in this case. And next year it'll be a 2006. So I usually, I think my oldest car is probably 06, but I use that mainly for private rentals outside of any platform. Um, which I don't recommend when you're getting started because that's a little bit more risky. But I typically stay in the 2010 to now 2018. Or well, it would be 2019 now. So I like my cars to be a little bit newer because mm-hmm. when you're providing a quality vehicle, um, it's not going to have a ton of issues unless you don't keep up with the maintenance. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But if you're getting a quality vehicle, it's probably <laughs> going to attract Quality renters, especially long-term renters. And that's dope because I'm telling you, I literally have one car right now that she's had my car since August of 2019. Wow. So literally over a year. And at this point, we probably made almost 14 grand off that one individual car.
0: And what's the standard daily rate, someone asks?
1: So that's going to depend on the individual vehicle so that's something that I talk about in the course on how to analyze vehicles to make sure that you're actually going to make money on them cuz mm-hmm. that's what's super important you know a lot of people want to get into business but they fail to run the numbers to really um see what their cash flow is going to be each month so that's super super important but for me um like i mentioned it's going to depend on the car as well cuz if you're running a 2006 versus a you know 2017 it's going to be a huge price difference there the mileage is going to uh play a part in it as well as well as the amenities that the vehicle has like if it has you know a backup camera if it has bluetooth versus not having that Mm -hmm. it's probably going to rent a little bit lower um so all those are going to play a factor but yeah that that depends there's really no blanket answer
0: that makes sense that makes sense what's up Jalen? yes he has a 17 cars 17 cars if you just got here we are talking about rental cars here with brian robinson yeah, he has 17 cars. So where do you, um, so no, there was another question that asked, at what point in Chicago do you, do you become like a car dealership? Is there a limit to a number of cars that you can purchase and rent out?
1: Oh, uh, I don't think so. Yeah, okay. uh, I couldn't <laughs> tell you.
0: <laughs> oh, do you recommend Japanese or American cars?
1: So I have both in my fleet. Uh, I don't really discriminate.
0: Got it, got it. And where, I know you talked about your rental car co- course for some people who may not be able to stay tuned the entire time of the life. Where can we find your course and what is it called? Yeah.
1: So you can go to carrentalmoney.com, carrentalmoney.com. So the link is going to be in my bio um, and it's called The Blueprint, How to Make Passive Income in a Rental Car Business. And the reason I call it The Blueprint is because I lay everything out, like literally You're not going to have a ton of questions after you finish the course. I try to Mm -hmm. answer all of those questions in there um, and those that I didn't answer. The first go around, you know, I have additional videos to answer some of the frequently asked questions. And then I provide ongoing support as well. So we do have the Carbons Community. Uh, It's a separate service, but that's where you get that ongoing support um, because I can't answer, you know, 1,500 people.
0: Exactly. If
1: they're all spread out from Facebook to Instagram to Twitter, uh, so I had to create that community, but
0: definitely, yeah. definitely. Someone asked, "Where do you keep the cars when they are not rented? Where do you store them?"
1: Yeah. So honestly, because the uh, market is so crazy in Chicago and really in most inner cities or most big cities, I don't have an issue with that at all. Like. Storage Uh is the least of my concerns because everything is typically rented out. The only time something is sitting for a couple of days is if it's waiting to be repaired. But even then, we typically just um, park them on the street where it's free and making sure that it's near wherever who's ever coordinating to pick up drop off. Um, Because I only have three vehicles in my fleet that I actually manage to pick up drop off portion for the other 14 that's managed by someone else on the team.
0: Got it, got it. And will you still be able to personally use your car? I'm assuming you can, um, but that's just yeah. a question.
1: Yeah, no, you'll definitely be able to still use your car because you can block out dates that you need it.
0: And what would you say is the general startup cost for a business like this?
1: So the most, well, one... Before I say the amount, it's going to depend on whether you're financing a vehicle or you're purchasing, purchasing it cash. So what I teach you in my course is financing because that's the cheapest way to get into it. Mm-hmm. And for that, you're probably looking at a max of 1500 to get started. That's a 1, max. 1500 1500 So that's what's dope about it. It's very Yay! low cost. Of, yeah, it's a very low barrier to entry. Um, and because the cash flow is so crazy, you run your numbers right, you pick, get a solid car, you're going to make that money back in like three and a half months um, because in most cases, that's what I tell my students to aim for. So mm-hmm. if you actually get to that 1500 mark, you want to make sure that you're making at least 500 a month in cash flow. So you get that money back in three months or somewhere between 350 and $500. Um, so at most, you're getting that money back in like four months. But then the rest of the year is profit. So that's what's dope about it. You're getting probably about a 300% return over the course of a year.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. And so, what is the next step for you in this particular business? this particular business and your businesses overall?
1: Yeah. So for this particular business, um, I really need to start thinking about getting some electrical vehicle, uh, electric powered vehicles in my fleet because in ten years, if I'm going to be continuing in this business, then I'm ultimately going to have to make that switch over. As you know, a lot of cities are mandating that. They're not going to be allowing gas cars um, Mm -hmm. in like 10 years, but probably before then, I'll probably, you know, sell this business off and exit um, that that would be ideal for me because I really, really want to focus on real estate Um, and kind of what's next in terms of real estate. Like I mentioned, you know, I'm working Mm -hmm. on this full gut right now, this two unit building, um, hoping it to be done and on the market. By March, I'm gonna rent mm-hmm. it for a couple of months and then I'm gonna sell it um, in probably the fall of next year. And then um, I'm currently selling the two unit. I'm under contract right now. Um, so after I sell that and I you know, get that profit, I'm looking to do my first my first true flip because uh, these first two have been essentially two or three K loans to renting for a little bit to, to selling. Uh, but I wanna do a true flip. I just buy, renovate and throw it on the market. So that's what's next. Um, And I'm getting a couple of licenses right now. So I'm studying to be a home inspector um, and I'm also about to get my GC or my general contracting license as well.
0: I love it. I love it. If we have any real estate investors in the comment section, let us know how many properties you have or anyone that's interested, interested in investing in real estate. I have some additional resources for you as well um but also let's but let's back up a little bit about the rental car business did you have any fear initially going into the business and kind of talk about that and work through that
1: yeah man I, I had a fear <laughs> that one my car is gonna get stolen I had a fear that exactly. my cars is gonna get in accidents but after you're in it for so long you just realize that it's really the normal course of business like mm-hmm. so that's one thing I really really emphasize in my course is like Things are going to come up. Absolutely. That's why you have to hedge your risk by, one, saving for maintenance every month, and, two, really, really putting an emphasis on managing your vehicles because you're not managing them. You're not making sure you're getting oil changes in the appropriate amount of time. You're not making sure you're keeping up you know, with the brakes, the tires, whatever. Then the car will go down. Um, so I really emphasize hedging that risk by having solid management as well as a hefty emergency fund. Um, so I always recommend to my students, like, don't spend your profits until at least six months out and you create yeah, some type of emergency fund, you know, saving for your financing fees, saving for your insurance costs. Uh, so, you know, if it gets into an accident, you can either repair it yourself and get reimbursed by the insurance company or you just have sufficient reserves to just let it sit until the insurance company reimburses you. So you that's just never awesome. want to be in a position where your car is just down and you can't do anything about it.
0: Yes. That's so true. That's so true. I think initially when when people start a business, they forget to maintain a certain amount in their bank account for certain mm-hmm. things like maintenance. Like you don't want to start a business and a minute, immediately start spending your profits and your revenue. That's not the way to go. You're hearing it here on financial flex. If you agree, please press the heart at the bottom of the screen. So someone also mentioned, because you talked about finance the vehicle. I know that's within your course, but how does mm-hmm. that impact your credit score?
1: So for me, um, it really it really depends on how you structure your businesses or you structure your deals. But obviously, you know, if you're using your personal credit to finance, then it's going to impact your credit. For You're going to get the increase. But the way to get around that, if you're using your personal credit, you always want to get financing um, from a bank before you go to the dealership, so you're already pre-approved. Because what the dealership is going to do, they're going to run your credit and shop you around to like nine different lenders. So mm-hmm. you don't want nine different inquiries, you know, on your credit report. Exactly. You want to just have that one inquiry from that one bank, and and then have a predetermined amount that you can just spend and just hand the che- hand them a check when you get to the dealership. Otherwise, you know, you can purchase through your business as well. So that's an easy way to do it. And if you are if you want to invest in a real estate like me and leverage your personal credit for that as well, I highly, highly recommend just partnering with someone where they put their credit on the line, you split the actual amount, uh, you split the upfront money that you have to put down, and then mm-hmm. you guys own it from there. So that's what I did. A lot of times while I was shopping for my house, I didn't necessarily put a ton of vehicles in my name. Like I literally have one vehicle in my name out of the seventeen.
0: Wow! I don't know if y'all heard that. We know he has se- he has seventeen rental cars. He technically only has one using his name. That is crazy. Um, how much do you uh, normally spend per car?
1: If they were if they're referring to like the purchase aspect, like I said, like fifteen hundred. Yeah. I typically don't do fifteen hundred. I probably do like more like twelve hundred. Mm-hmm. So that's a little bit a higher estimate.
0: And then somebody mentioned um, it was another tax question that I received about the benefits of having a CPA in person versus out of state. Do, do you think there's any benefits to that?
1: Uh, well, I mean, you can just meet them in person. I mean, that's really the, <laughs> the only benefit to it, because like you can you can get. Um, the max benefits from having a CPA if they're virtual. Just make sure you actually have face-to-face meetings on a la- on a computer rather than phone calls so you can kind of get that in-person feel. But mm-hmm. um, a lot of people create really, really good relationships with their CPA where they hang out, maybe go to lunch. So I guess that's more of a benefit as well. You can build a better relationship with them um, and then you can also get access to their network, uh, the better relationship you have with them. For example, like my CPA, like She's crazy plug, you now she's in New York and she handles a lot of millionaires' businesses as well. So, so you know, tap, I can tap into her network or if I have a problem that, you know, I need help with, she can refer me to someone. But that can be done virtually as well. Mm-hmm.
0: Someone said, how do you purchase through your business if you don't have business credit yet?
1: So what you'll do is um, you'll just have to leverage your personal credit. So you essentially have the business as the purchaser, and then you Mm -hmm. will be essentially co-signing personally. Um, That's really the only way around it, but it's going to depend on where you go, because not all dealerships are going to let you do that.
0: Got it. It's only
1: specific dealerships.
0: Okay. And then without business. Okay. Yeah. Personal guarantor. That is correct, Unika. Okay. Again, I think I'm missing some of you all's questions. If you can put it in the question box, that will make my life easier. Um, so we talked a little bit about, about tax related things. We talked about your rental car business. Um, do you want to drop a few gems for them in regards to real estate, why they should real estate? I think you have a course, um, around house, house hacking, correct?
1: Yep. So, um, I'll talk a little bit about house hacking because it's kind of directly related. So really the reason house hacking was so attractive to me was first and foremost, you get to live for free. And that's like, that's just sell you, um, that should sell you off jump because rent is going to be the really the largest expense outside of taxes for every individual. Because you got to think mm-hmm. about you know most people are spending at least thirty percent for of their monthly income for rent. You know, and some people up to fifty percent. So when you can eliminate that expense and put exactly. that money back in your pocket, man, that just opens up so many different doors for you. Like for me, I was able to save an additional sixteen hundred a month when I started Ooh. house hacking. And then not on really. top of that, you know, I'm actually earning uh, from the rental income, too, because I'm not just breaking even living for free. You know, I'm profiting at the same time. Um, and not only that, I'm getting tax benefits. So even though um, in real life I have this cash flow, mm-hmm. you know, on paper, I'm at a loss because it's something called depreciation, where you can depreciate you're building over a number of years, which mm-hmm. impacts your taxes. It lowers your tax liability or lowers your taxable income. And that can offset some ordinary income that you have from working a nine to five. So if you have a nine to five and you don't necessarily want to be an investor, like you can house hack, get those tax benefits, get yes. the income, get the money saved. And, you know, if you do it right, you can also get that cherry on top by way of appreciation, um and then you'll be able to use the equity from that first building or whatever to purchase the next one and so on and so forth um there you go so it is super super lucrative
0: yes he definitely just dropped some gems someone said is this a podcast so this is financial flex i host this every other thursday um so after after i have the lives i actually store them on my page so be sure to follow me at just analisa here on instagram And you'll see this live amongst other lives that I've done with business owners or entrepreneurs. What is house hacking? So the basically the idea of house hacking is you're basically, if it's a multifamily unit, you would be renting out one part of the unit or if it was a single, single family home, you would potentially be renting out a room within that space. So that's the idea of house hacking. I, I currently house hack. I own a duplex. Um, I highly recommend it just because house hacking. I mean, your living expense is so expensive and I want to be able to, uh slice that cost in half. Yep. You should definitely turn this into a podcast. Jay, I know you've mentioned that before. Give me time. I'm actually thinking about uh doing this on YouTube live instead of uh Instagram live so okay and then we have more questions here for you. You all have who is your New York CPA? If you don't mind. Sharing. So her
1: name is the people CPA. I'm going to put it in the comment. Let me just make sure I get the awesome. right Instagram, but it should be just the people CPA. Yep. All one word. I'm going to put it in there. at. Okay. The people's CPA. So she actually used to work at uh, PwC with me. It's one of the big four accounting firms. But yeah, she's super dope, super knowledgeable. She's actually getting a doctorate in accounting right now.
0: Oh, wow. Uh, A doctorate in accounting.
1: Yeah, getting a doctorate in accounting. So she knows her stuff.
0: Yeah, definitely knows her (laughs) stuff. So someone else asked, so initially when you start your rental car business, it might, it probably wouldn't be under LLC. So how do you make sure that you're secure and you're going to get your car back?
1: Yep. So all my businesses are under the LLC are under different llc's depending it. on what partner i'm going with so i always want that limited liability protection
0: oh for sure i highly recommend it myself um and how does it affect your personal insurance in regards to rental rental the car so you do you, you do everything through your LLC in your business right so, yeah, is, it so it touching, is it touching your personal
1: not anymore so okay. it was originally um for the one one or two cars that i had on my personal insurance but Now it's just all commercial. It's not even touching me at all.
0: Got it. Got it. So um, I have a few more questions. Again, if you just joined us, this is Financial Flex. We're talking about real estate, rental cars, um, different tax codes and tax write-offs with Brian Robinson, also known as Infamous CPA on Instagram. And I'm just Annalisa, the host of Financial Flex here. Um, So when we talk about Financial Flex and we have entrepreneurs on the show, you know, they talk about the good, pretty side of being a business owner making a lot of money out what's the worst purchase that you've made
1: the worst purchase like in business
0: this in general what's the worst purchase that you may have regret that it was probably really a liability and wasn't an asset that you probably should shouldn't have went forward with
1: oh yeah my car for sure like my (laughs) personal car so in college i bought this 2016 ford fusion and I don't know why uh, but I leaned on kind of my mom, even though I know she wasn't financially savvy, and she was like, "Go ahead, you know, do it." I was literally living check to check all mm-hmm. throughout college that I had that vehicle, and then you know, it's a three hundred, it's three hundred, it was a three hundred eighty-five dollar car note, about one fifteen for insurance, so five hundred dollars a month, like Woo! going towards this vehicle. Um, so that I was super happy with, you know, I was able to uh rent that out because like now it's bringing in a thousand a month so you know i'm cash flowing 500 since i'm paying 500 for insurance and um the car note so that was dope because it was basically like taking going from spending six grand a year on that car to making six grand a year on that car um yeah that was definitely definitely the worst purchase for sure for sure
0: for sure i'm curious to know if anybody's made any bad purchases in the comment section have you purchased a car that you immediately regret? And they talked a little bit about, you know, your parents not being completely financially savvy. Savvy, And, you know, how did you end up as the person that is fairly financially literate? You know, you have these different streams of income. How did you get to that point if you didn't come from it?
1: Yeah, so like I mentioned, you uh, know, one, I always loved math. So growing up, my dad, he used to make me and my siblings compete with, like, multiplication times tables. I love it. So I it. would always, even though I was the youngest, I was I would always kick my brother and sister ass. Like, it was crazy. So when I was in college, uh, not college, when I was in high school, my, um, I always knew, you know, if I was going to college, I always wanted to do something math-oriented. So my algebra teacher, he asked us one day, like, what would we do if we went to college? Like, what would I major be? And this girl in the class who I used to compete with to, you know, get the highest grades because we were both like, uh, we really love math. She said accounting. So immediately, you know, when as soon as I went home, I searched accounting. I'm like, this is perfect because not only will it allow me to, you know, keep doing stuff with math, it's going to give me the tools to be able to help my family out financially because I realized that they didn't know anything about money. They, you know, made a ton of bad financial choices, and it kind of spilled over to, you know, us. But I knew that I was going to have to be, you know, the change that I really wanted to see. So I um, really just put one foot in the other, one put one foot in front of the other. From there, and made sure that I'm learning as much as possible because mm-hmm. I don't want my future family to be able to to have to start from zero. Like I want to leave a legacy behind and put them in a position to where they're being exposed. To a lot of privileged things.
0: Which is awesome. And it's funny, I'm finding, um, I'm having a lot of conversations with people that are similar to you who, you know, who are financially literate, have multiple streams of income, but they didn't necessarily come from that idea. And I think it's almost like their fear of, like the fear that they may have is their fear of actually being broke, right? Mm-hmm. They don't wanna be in the same position that maybe they seen that their parents were in. So they took the time to educate themselves, to knowledge, to, to gain knowledge and things like that. So uh, we just have about 10 minutes left. If you have like a few more questions in regards to the real estate, rental car, or um, tax related questions for Brian, it is, your, it is time now to put it in the comment box or the question box below. But you do a lot and I think you're doing amazing. Kudos Thank you. to you for everything that you're doing in regards to real estate, having these multiple sources of business. So what do you feel like your overall purpose in life is?
1: Really, I think my purpose is just to help others and serve. I think that's really most of our purpose. Uh, we just do it really in different ways. Mm-hmm. But I think my lane is really from a financial aspect. just um, making sure that people understand these concepts, because even if they don't act on them, you know, if they're able to rub off a little bit, you know, on the next generation, it'll still be beneficial um so my message is to everyone you know if you know you have a gift if you know you have something or some knowledge that another individual can benefit from put it out there like don't be afraid because if you got to think about it you know if you impact one person and that person you know goes off to be mlk or something like that right now you impacting that one person just turns into you impacting millions uh so you got to think about it from that way like if if you have a skill or talent or knowledge that can help one person that one person can help you know millions of us. so don't be afraid to put it out there you'll be doing not only yourself a disservice but your family as well as the world
0: exactly so. exactly and i just want to re- reiterate what he said again if you have that skill set you have that talent put it out there and serve people in your community and you probably are serving a, a small portion of people already but maybe you might want to make that a business. Just think about being able to fuel and satisfy yourself by making money on your passion, just turning that passion into profit. Like, that's the life you should be wanting to live instead of maybe going to your 95 that you might not even like, right? Mm-hmm. So, that's my encouragement for those in the audience who are not ready, who feel like they're not ready to pull that tr- trigger to start that business. Go for it. He already let you know the T-Code is really being a business owner, and there are certain tax write offs that you can benefit from as a business owner. So go for it. So if you all follow me here on Instagram at Just Annalisa, I do have a book now button. I do free 30-minute consultations. If you, have, if you have a business idea that you want somebody to talk through, I'm that listening ear. And also I do have a debt-free course on how to become debt-free and keep more money in your pocket. You can enroll in that course. Um, you'll have access to the debt-free community on Facebook, but also you can book a 30-minute consultation completely for free and we can kind of talk through that debt-free plan. And the first the first steps that you need to take to get there um and then i also want to ask book recommendations what do you have two
1: two uh, okay so one that i really really they won't be free for
0: long that's very true. true
1: is retire young retire or retire rich retire young or is it it might be retire retire young retire rich um so it's one of the rich dad series that's a really, really good one. I really, really love uh Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Um, that's one of my favorites. And then if you're talking about
0: mindset,
1: I really love Attitude 101 by John Maxwell. And then another mindset book would be I'm looking at my bookshelf trying to see, but I'm blind. I can't really see that far. Uh <laughs> trying to see mindset wise. Mm. Um why should white guys have all the fun uh that's a really good book as well okay
0: okay why should white guys have all the fun they should not well
1: who's the author that one uh let me see i don't even remember (laughs) so that one is by yeah reginald f lewis um, who was a billionaire Um, he's a black billionaire so that's uh that's one of my favorites. So this is oh there Ashawai we go. Yeah, I've heard a, a good book. Of yeah,
0: Flo, I think you might have sent that to me.
1: Yeah, this is a this is a really good book. It's a little bit lengthy, uh, about 300 pages, but no, it's, okay. it's worth it. It's really really worth it.
0: So again, let the people know how they can uh, how they can find you, what you actually offer, like all of your services. Go ahead and package it for the people. Um, I did see a lot, a few more questions. A lot of the questions that were just recently uh, asked. We've already answered them in the live. This is going to go on my IGTV, so feel free to rewatch it. And some of your questions will be asked. And then most of the specific questions pertaining to the rental car business is offered in Brian's course, and you can you can have access to that, purchase that, and have access
1: to that. So there you go. Um yep. So um, you guys can find me at the infamous CPA. I'm heavily on Instagram, heavily on Twitter. Um, in regards to any of my courses, you can get the car rental course, the house hacking course, or bundle them both up. Uh, you can find those at the link in my bio, or you can just go to theinfamouscpa.com backslash let's work, um, or just click the link in my bio Uh but I also do credit repair. So you can check out my credit repair business at the 700 circle on Instagram or visit the 700 circle.com. We offer free consultations uh, if you need to, you know, understand where you are with your credit. Um, I also do personal consultations as well on any topic pertaining to finance, tax, real estate, um, whatever. So have you, if it's that, if it's up my alley, I also do digital consultant too. Um, so, you know, you can find my console link in the link in bio as well.
0: Love it. also
1: has some free resources. So if you're interested in any of the books that I've read, I have a button on my page specifically for those books. Um, and then I have free, a uh, free Google drive resource with a ton of books, about 80 books on real estate, finance, uh, mindset, uh, personal development, all of that. So that's in my bio as well. Then I do have, a free budget template. I have a network tracker in there. All of that is free. And then uh, if you're interested in monetizing your genius, really creating a digital business uh, with the skills, knowledge, or talent that you already have, I have a course on that as well, teaching you how I was able to make 125K in eight months in a digital business. So all of that is in my bio, um, along with a ton of different courses on taxes, the stock market, um some personal finance books in there it's a lot of different resources just check out the link in my bio yes just follow him on instagram
0: he's dropping all the gems i've seen reviews and excellent testimonials in regards to the products that you offer i appreciate you coming on financial flex again if you're new here i'm just analisa feel free to follow me i have these conversations in these lives every other thursday with business owners or entrepreneurs i actually will be having somebody else from chicago in a few in the next few weeks That's also hey, a business owner that talks go. exclusively about trading and real estate so we'll have those conversations mm-hmm. um and as for me i invest in real estate as well um i host here these financial flex and financial literacy conversations i own a social media and virtual assistance agency so if you need someone to manage things behind the, back, behind the scenes in the background, slide in my DMs and we can make it happen. <laughs> I have a team that will be able to support you as a business owner, especially if you have like digital products and affiliates and things like that. So I will end the live here. Thank you all for joining us and showing us love. Again, this will be posted on my page. If you want to refer back to it, we talked about rental cars, real estate and tax write-offs. And with infamous CPA here on Instagram, also known as Brian Robinson. Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. Bye guys. Good night.
1: Good night.